Hey, Brian. What's up, Andre? Who are you calling with tonight? I've got uh, Mark Halverson back. Really excited. That should be a nice show. Mark has been uh, very helpful for you. He really has. Yeah, that's uh, a number one guy for advice on painting all these LJNs. And uh, and i got to thank him. He gave me that great uh, tip on removing the paint. It's uh, so much better than taking forever with the Q-tips like I've been doing. He uh, turned me on to these cotton rounds. They're kind of like, uh, well, what, what uh, women used to remove their makeup. My mom even used those back in the day. Well, that saved you a lot of time. Spend more time painting, less time removing paint. Yeah, definitely a huge tip. What videos are he going to review tonight? Oh, I've got a few questions I'm going to ask him, and then uh, we'll work through the questions and work through the figures. Uh, he's just done the first two. I mean, uh, if we get through all of them tonight, great. If we don't, we'll uh, we'll have him back on down the road. But uh, looks like we'll start with Nikolai, then we'll go to your figure. My figure, my 1984. That's right. Didn't uh, Mark do one of those a while back? He improved it, put a, uh, a vest on that, really nice vest. He did. Uh, I think he used a material called Milliput and sculpted it on there. Super cool. Yes, I like that a lot. Big improvement. Who else is going to review? Uh, we got Snooka, JYD, Sheik, Hulk, and Roddy. Well, why don't you uh, get it started? Send him the email, the text, or the phone call, however you do with Mark, and uh, I'll sit back and listen, and uh, at the end of the show, we uh, we talk again, see how it went. Sounds like a, uh, a plan. I will do that. Sounds like a plan. You look, Brian. Have a good show. I'm sure we will. Thanks, Andre. Hey, everyone. This is 80s wrestling fan Brian, and I'm here for another episode of Legendary Wrestling Figures. I'm super excited. I have Mark Halverson back. He's the guy that uh, really guided me with advice when I first started painting LJNs, and uh, you can find him on Twitter at, um, at M uh, underscore Halv, if I remember correctly. Am I getting that right, Mark? I couldn't even tell you that, to be honest. Oh, okay. Uh, well, he's on Twitter, Mark Halverson, and uh, he's got um, several custom LJNs that he has painted. And recently, you did a couple that uh, caught my eye that it looked like you enlisted the help of your wife. You did an Elizabeth and a Bobby Heenan. I know that she helped you out with the rose on the uh, SummerSlam 88 Elizabeth. Did she help you out with the tie on Bobby Heenan as well? That was all me. Oh, good work. Nice job. <laughs> Big fingers, little job. Nice. Was that uh, Milliput that you were using in that project? or No, uh, the Milliput's a two-part one where you mix it and and let it set. This was just the air-dry clay that I bought at Michael's, actually. Oh, cool. And yeah. how how did you like the results of that versus the Milliput? Um, as far as I can tell it is exactly the same so it should um i mean time will tell but it they both dry hard like a like a clay that you leave on the counter and so the feel is the same they painted up both the same so 
I Very, I liked it. I think it worked good. Yeah, they they both both figures turned out awesome. So nice yeah. work. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, I wanted to go over our uh, uh, some LJNs. We'll see if we get through the remaining seven or how far we get. But um, I also wanted to ask a few questions along the way. So one of the questions I had was, uh, I know that. Um, you and your, you know, you had a, a brother that was a year older, a brother that's, that was a year younger. Um, and I know that you guys followed the Hart family watching uh, Calgary Stampede Wrestling. Uh, who was your, uh, do you remember who your favorites were for your brothers on each side of you? If they had a certain wrestler that was the favorite, did you guys all share the fam same favorite wrestlers growing up? Yeah, I think it was generally all the same. Um Again, being the, the small town, the promotion kind of pushed the baby face a little bit tighter. And so naturally, that's kind of who you uh, gravitate to. And so, yeah, we were all kind of in the same uh, ballpark of fandom. Yeah, and I know you love Bret Hart, but I know that you also uh, uh, were excited when you got to see Owen Hart's style when... Uh, Brett and Owen were feuding in the WWF. Uh, you were still watching at that time. Who did you side with? Did you side more with Brett or Owen during that time? That's a good question. I believe that I sided more with Brett. Um, I enjoyed Owen's style, but uh, Brett Hart had always been my favorite. Well, plus he was a middle brother, so I was wondering if your younger brother might have sided with Owen or if that had yes. nothing to do with it. <laughs> and that I don't know. <laughs> yep, yep. What about when they had – now, I wasn't watching when they had the Hart Foundation um, versus USA, uh, you know, a little bit after that where it was basically a Canada-USA thing. But uh, I, I'm guessing on the other side of the border up there that the whole country was behind the Hart Foundation even though they were – uh, portrayed as heels in the u.s is that how, how you remember it also yeah absolutely that that was kind of the very end i was basically getting out of it by then but that uh kept me around for a little bit longer but absolutely it was uh the heart family was or the heart foundation was the the go-to the americans were the heels and the heart family were the baby faces for sure very cool. Yeah, kind of suspected that being up there. Um, if we uh, look at our first LJ Ender review, um, tonight we got uh, Nikolai Volkov from that first series. Uh, tell me your thoughts on the Nikolai LJN and, and uh, what kind of rating you would give Nikolai. I, I do like uh, Volkov, actually. Um, the only things I really don't, like is is the fists facing forward which sounds silly but nobody really poses like that i don't think unless it's a thumbs up pointing to yourself like the bobby heenan kind of thing yeah great point and, and i also don't ever remember him in a t-shirt <laughs> and so i i looked him up on google and just looked up google images and there is pictures of him in in a t-shirt but almost always it's a long sleeve t-shirt or uh, that kind of satiny jacket um so those are the only two things actually i don't like about him i like the stance i like the he's bulky uh 
the hat is the hat like i've said before on other figures that makes the figure um i would go a solid four on nikolai very cool yeah um i got another uh, canada versus usa question for you which <laughs> is um for me growing up uh right after right at the end of high school i became a big bob dylan fan i'm wondering if uh if gordon lightfoot was uh as popular as I've heard up where you were being kind of the Canadian uh, Bob Dylan and somebody that Bob Dylan looked up to Gordon Lightfoot up there in Canada. I knew of, I wasn't a super big fan, but definitely um, in Canada, they have, they have a content, basically a law. So if you're running TV, radio, whatever, you have to have X percent Canadian content. And so a wow. lot of Canadian uh, artists that I grew up thinking were amazing. Uh, most people south of the border had no idea who they even were. So. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but Gordon Lightfoot, yeah, I know of, but wasn't a big fan. I think he was a little bit before my time, not a lot, but a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yep. Um, also wondering if, uh, growing up, if you guys knew that, uh, Roddy Piper was Canadian or when you found out about Roddy being Canadian. I didn't, I, that was a recent, uh, by recent, I mean, probably 15 years ago, but I growing up, I did not know he was Canadian at all. When you listen to him speak now and just the way he pronounces certain words, is it like, oh, there it is. I hear it. Yeah. There's very distinct Canadian uh, accent pieces that define you as soon as you talk to somebody. Yeah, totally. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I was wondering if he was uh, a hero up there at the time or if you guys just thought he was Scottish like I did. So, <laughs> Yep. On our uh, next figure up to bat, we got uh, Andre the Giant. And on that figure, I know you did a custom one where you actually used that milliput and made an awesome uh, vest for him that turned out really cool. Um, huge improvement to the figure. Um, what are your thoughts on the Andre figure uh, before and after you did that, but also a rating just on how he normally comes? Um, spoiler alert, this is absolutely and not even close my least favorite figure in the whole line <laughs> yeah yeah but um i did like the vest um my face paint i need some work on that uh, didn't match at all and so i need to i bought a lot and clearly the kid who had these growing up they had a lot of blood and guts matches <laughs> mm, yep. so a lot of the figures had the a sharpie red face and that's impossible to get off. And so I just, what inspired the vest actually was um, his back was all covered in blood or red. And so I, that's what started the vest. The vest, I think, brings it back to the time where the figure depicts like the, the face and the hair, that kind of thing. So I did like it a lot better, but I still hate the figure. <laughs> I, think. <laughs> yep. I think his legs and arms are too skinny um his face is terrible it's it's got to be the worst likeness of all the the figures in the line um and 
yeah, I I'm going way down to maybe a two on this one. All right. So yeah, you started off with a three on stud, a four on Hibbly Jim, four on Nikolai, and we'll go a, a two on Andre the Giant. Um, what about the uh, Jimmy Snuka figure? Uh, when you look at that one, what did you think of uh, Jimmy Snuka, and what kind of rating would you give that? Um, I like the figure. If it wasn't Jimmy Snuka, I think it'd be a better figure. If it like just a knockoff random figure. Yeah. I think it's perfect. Like I like the stance, the elbow drop, the headlock, like all those things that work well for this figure. Um, when I think of Jimmy Snooker, though, I think of like a tree trunk, like, yes, he was cut up, but he was just massive. Like from the chest to the hips, I don't think he was any bigger or smaller in there at all. It was just kind of a straight line. Yeah. So yeah. if I ignore that it's Jimmy Snooker, then I love the figure. It's perfect. Putting in that it is, that it is Jimmy Snooker, then I'll drop it down a little bit. But I again, I think this one's in the four for me. Cool. All right. And then uh, another uh, question I had for you that's uh, – I'm sorry to bombard you with Canada, uh, U.S. stuff, but uh, um, it's just very cool that you're same age as me and a lot of the same fandom. And so – uh, I know that you've, I believe you've still got Calgary Stampeders uh, tickets and that you go see the Canadian football uh, Calgary Stampeders uh, from time to time. Uh, they were pretty darn successful. I think they've won eight Grey Cups, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and am I right that uh, that you're a, a fan of them as well as a fan of the uh, the hockey team in your area? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been a season ticket holder for the Stampeders for six years, I think. That's a guess, but... Um, just local team, always been a fan, same as the Hart family. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, this year's a bit of a struggle, but in the past, they've been one of the more successful teams. The, the recent history, especially, they've been one of the more successful teams. Were you watching them in high school and in junior high when it was like uh, Doug Flutie and then uh, Jeff Garcia as their uh, as their quarterbacks? Yeah, I've always uh, Sports has always been my go-to, so if it's been a sport, I've always watched it. But the local sports, a little bit more fandom towards. But yeah, Doug Flutie was very exciting. Uh, Jeff Garcia was was super exciting, and you got to see him firsthand. Um, Very unassuming person, and then you see him play, and it's like, whoa, where did that come from? Um, Yeah. And I don't know if you've heard of Dave Dickinson, but he was uh, he was a quarterback in that same time frame. So we just okay. went back to back. Dickinson played, I want to say, with San Diego. Ah. Of on that, he did go down to the NFL for a little stretch. When these guys would make the jump to the NFL, did you follow their careers at all? Like, did you see uh, uh, Garcia having success with the 49ers and and? Uh, just thinking, man, I wish he was still with us or good for him or, um, or did you not pay too much attention to him once they, once they left your squad? No, I paid attention for sure. They, uh, for example, right now, one of my favorite players from a few years ago was Alex Singleton. And I don't know if you've heard of him, but he went from here to Philadelphia and then Philadelphia let him go and, uh, Denver signed him. And so he's just a linebacker on the, on Denver. Yeah. 
but I've followed him uh, ever since he left Calgary. So very cool. Yeah, Jeff Garcia was always one of my favorites. He was just such a gamer. Like always, just gave his heart and soul. It seemed like to uh, every play, and and uh, I don't know. It seems like he's underrated. Uh, for what he did, I, I think he passed for 16,000 yards in the CFL. And then he came over and passed for, I want to say like 30,000 something in the NFL. So, I mean, he had a pretty damn good career, even though he never uh, won a, uh, a Super Bowl. but didn't he, I think he won at least one gray cup uh, with the, with Calgary, if I'm not mistaken. I couldn't say for sure, but I would guess. Yes. Yeah. 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 They were a strong team back then. They like, when he was the quarterback, their backup was almost as good as he was. So cool. Yeah. yeah. Strong. And then, nice. And then, uh, and then you, you do go to uh, hockey games also, right? Yeah. Uh, they're a little more pricey than the CFL games. So those games I go to when I get a chance, but it's not as often. Yeah. Do you have a preference between hockey and football? One uh, a one B. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Not much separates them. Yeah. They, they generally, uh, the seasons don't interact or intersect with each other for too long. So that helps. Do you have, yeah. Do you get to go with, uh, do you go with your brothers or you got a couple buddies or anybody that you usually go with or, or your wife or who goes with you? Uh, generally, my middle daughter is who uh, does the sporting events with me. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. And then, uh, and most of it, it's uh, Calgary's again only like halfway or a, a half an hour away from uh, car stairs, right? So it's probably not too, uh, not too much trouble to go, uh, go and get home in a somewhat timely manner, right? Yeah. I'm always home before midnight. So that helps Very... at my age. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. That extra month uh, uh, older than me, I'll. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be rough. No. <laughs> um, on our uh, next LJN to look at um, is Junkyard Dog. Uh, did you have one with the silver chain or slash gray chain or or red or black or were you like a lot of guys and didn't uh, didn't have the chain? I definitely would have had the chain. I don't remember which one it was. I have all three now, but. Um, at the time, I, cause we got them all new. Uh, we didn't get like a garage sale or a hand me down or anything. So we got them all new. So we would have had all the accessories. Um, but I don't remember which one I had, but yeah, generally gray chain, I would assume. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that figure and what kind of rating would you give a junkyard dog? Again, this uh, pose-wise, he's incredible. I'm I'm stealing from some of your past episodes, but just the playability pose is incredible. Uh, power slam, just the whatever. But I enjoy every part of this fi- figure, except as was said before as well. I don't remember him wrestling in red pants, <laughs> so. Other yeah, than I think that, it was. Uh, I, th- I want to say now, after I've looked back at it, he was in the white at the Wrestling Classic. But there's a couple of uh, at least one Saturday Night's main event where he had the uh, 
the red on. So it must they must have got it from that being the 84 figure. They must have got his early WWF attire, which uh, he he wore red a little more often, apparently. Yeah. So and like I said, when when I choose to do a repaint often that repaint is how I remember the the wrestler. And so I don't know if his white pants with the stars was more prominent, like if he wore that more, or if it was just what I remember, but um, anyways, the figure itself is incredible. I'll, I'd go for 4.6 on this one. It's just everything about it is good. So. Yeah, definitely agree. And, and yeah, I think uh, to me, it was probably shoot 80% or more of the time that he had either the white or the white with the stars, probably more with the stars than without, but yeah, that's, that's primarily what I remember too, is the white tights. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, that might be one of the few that you haven't, uh, done yet. That's probably on your radar. I'm guessing. Have you done one of the, uh, JYDs with white on a repaint yet? I did. That was one of my, actually, I'm looking at it right now. That was my second, the second one I did. Well, I did the heart foundation kind of all at the same time. Yeah. And then the next one I did was that one. I'm, I wasn't super thrilled with it. Um, I'm not good enough with the lettering, and so I've been trying to find somebody that could help me out with decals or do something like that um, to get, because I'd like it to have the thump on the butt. And, yeah. And that, but I'm just not good enough with a brush to to paint those little little letters, little words. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for me, it's. Uh... When I do that, I'll do the U first in the middle, and then I'll go out to each side and do the letters one at a time. But um, I'll just use one of those fine tip brush, uh, fine tip brushes, and I'll just I'll try to do like one stroke down for one part of the U, and then just another small stroke for uh, uh, underneath, and then the other stroke on the other side. So, but it's like a it's this thing where I kind of if I mess it up, then I just have to um, you know take some acetone and 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 erase what I just did and kind of start over. But I hear you. It's uh, it's a little difficult doing the lettering for sure. Yeah. You know, uh, to make it look good. So maybe Jason Wolf or somebody has some uh, decals. I, I don't know if you, I think you've contacted him before. I don't know if he has ones that would work on LJNs or not, but uh, he I might be a guy to hit up. Yeah. He, he did get back to me actually and said that he didn't have anything that would work right now. So uh, maybe down the road. Yeah. Yeah, he said he's got a program that that he just puts it on his computer and then he can print a whole sheet of whatever decals. But I'm not sure how that, like if it's a water release decal, that I'm I'm not exactly sure on. Yeah, totally. Um, cruising into the next LJN, uh, what are your thoughts on the Iron Sheik? Again, like it. Um, early heel, which Hulk Hogan is no good without somebody to fight against and totally so, yeah and and that was kind of hulk hogan's first big step in the wwf as far as i remember anyways yeah but having said that i like it again kind of with junkyard dog i don't really remember him too much in in the tights as much as the shorts and i could be completely wrong because a lot of people that you've had on have talked about him and his pants and how they were perfect and that kind of thing. So 
but the the boots I think are perfect for him. Um, the face I like, the body shape I think fits him nicely. Um, yeah, he's got super yeah. skinny hands and elbows, but that's a sculpting thing. But other than that, I I do like the figure. I like four point two on him. Cool. Yeah, I think he saved those tights for like bigger matches because I feel like he wore them at uh, uh, at the first WrestleMania when uh, he and Volkov won the tag titles. I think he wore them at the third WrestleMania. Um, but usually if it was house shows or any other program, it seemed like more often than not, you'd see just the, you know, the different colored trunks, like, uh, like one of the ones that you did that I love so much. You have those bright blue, uh, trunks with the little camel that you, that you put on there. And, uh, and, and the biggest challenge for any of these LJNs that I've done was, uh, trying to cut away the back of these long tights and cut away the belt and have it look fairly natural so that it looked like he was just wearing those trunks. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know about you, but for me, that's been one of the most challenging things is getting a razor blade or a, uh, an exacto knife and trying to cut that stuff away and make it so his legs are smooth. And I kind of hide what I've done by making the socks longer, but uh, I don't know if that's been your experience painting chic as well. Yeah, what I did with him is uh, I shaved as good as I could, and then I used the Milliput back then, and I actually got a fairly decent skin tone match for him somehow, unlike the Andre's face. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the belt I find is fairly simple on him because it can go up to his belly, and there's a hard line there anyways. Yeah. So it gives something to, to die against. But yeah, the, the back of the legs. I've seen some customs where they don't, uh, where they leave that and just paint the skin tone over that. And I, I don't know, to me, I just had to try it at least. So, yeah, no, it, it, yeah, I'd, uh, I definitely think it worked better. And your idea of doing the milliput probably is, uh, better than mine, but, uh, but it worked out. I've done a couple of them. I, I I'd like to do some more, but they are, it's one of those that the work involved make it, makes it, uh, one I kind of always put off until later and go to something else instead. So, yeah. Yeah. I I yeah. tend to go opposite. I, I find the like that Bobby Heenan, for example, I just have this thought in my head and oh, go big or go home. Let's see how long this takes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um what about uh uh next on the list, Hulk Hogan. What do you think about the Hulksters LJN? I'm gonna contradict myself on this one a few times i think because <laughs> of the because of the bent legs that you didn't like yeah and i still don't <laughs> yeah yep um so not my favorite figure but for a few reasons number one i think he's too skinny uh, mm -hmm. his arm like his arms are too skinny just in general he's too skinny they made him muscular but very skinny yeah yeah, and the, the bent legs I don't like, but every single kid, well, by kid, I mean a 50-year-old, yeah. somebody our age, if we, yeah. if we ever mention anything about wrestling figures, almost all of them, this figure would be the first thing that came to their mind. I played with those figures when I was a kid, and, and they'll always say I had a Hulk Hogan. Um, I think this... 
figure alone uh, probably sold a lot of pay-per-views and a lot of, like it just became part of people's fandom by having that. So I think by default, this one has to be a five. Nice. No, it's not my favorite figure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you, uh, now I remember seeing the kids in the audience a lot of times be holding up figures and in some of the openings like to wrestling challenge, I think there's a kid that was holding up a Hulk Hogan figure. Uh, did you ever, did you and your brothers ever take any LJNs to actual, uh, events that you went to, or is that something where you just left them at home and just, uh, went without them? Uh, definitely without them. <laughs> I yep. was, uh, I would have been a teenager by the time I started going to the events. Mm-hmm. There's no way I would have taken a toy, even though I liked them and played with them. There's, <laughs> I would have never taken one out in public. Yeah, sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think the one in uh, December of 86 when I would have been uh, uh, 12 and then uh, March of 87, um, still 12, uh, that's when I think my brother and I each took it uh, one or two. Um, There's a picture that we have from the March 87 one uh, where my brother's got a Jimmy Hart and a Randy Savage with him, and I think I might have just taken Roddy to those two events in Sacramento, so... Yep, there was uh, a couple times where I was one of the few that actually did bring a wrestling figure to a wrestling show. He was your Woody doll. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. All right, so five on Hulkster. Um, Another question I had for you is, um, I know you're big into the big rubber guys like I am and the Coliseum collection like I am. And uh, when I talked to Drew Vensel the other day, um, he had a really cool question for me, which was... uh, what would be my dream uh, combination for them to release on the Coliseum collection? And I know you're a big fan of the tag teams and stuff, but is there a, are there two LJNs that they haven't uh, scheduled for release that would be your most wanted in the uh, Coliseum collection from Mattel? Uh, this is purely fandom. Uh, the hearts, they obviously announced that they are coming. Um, mm-hmm. There's two that I would really like, and both of them would be fantasy because I don't think they can do either of them anymore, but uh, the Bulldogs. Sure. Because Dynamite wouldn't be, uh, be included there. And then a Macho and Elizabeth two-pack would be incredible as well. Cool. Two answers, and they're both awesome. Yeah. What uh, what attire would you like? I guess the LJN attire, but let's say they came with some alternate uh, uh, soft goods for Macho and Elizabeth. What uh, what would you like to see them in if they had uh, more than one choice of, of what they were wearing, the LJN attire and uh, maybe something else? I would likely uh, – I would like the, the SummerSlam, the, the yellow and red and the – yeah, the yellow and red for both of them. Very cool. Yeah. And then uh, one other uh, uh, question, same question, but for the big rubber guys. Um, So this could go NWA, it could go WWF, it could be guys that, uh, you know, were scheduled and not made for LJN, whatever you you want. But what's your, uh, what what would be your preferred uh, release for uh, big rubber guys? I know they have Andre and Savage are kind of the, uh, scheduled to be up next 
but who are two wrestlers that you'd love to see in the big rubber guys line? Um, I would lean towards just because we didn't get them, uh, the 89 series. So like bad news, uh, help me out. Alan or Brown, which one do you know him by? Well, Brown because of WWF, but okay. Alan because of uh, Calgary. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I couldn't remember which was which. So I knew him as bad news, Alan, but yeah. I would like one of them. And again, because that's one of the guys that I grew up watching. He totally. was like the ultimate heel at Stampede Wrestling during kind of my height of watching. Yeah. So that one would be fun. Uh, and then finish the Powers of Pain. And I can't even say finish the demolition because they already did that. <laughs> yeah. So Barbarian and Bad News Brown. Very cool. Yeah. I'd, I'd be all over that if they, uh, if that was another release, those would definitely be on my short list of uh, for sure to order. So, yeah. And, and, and if, you, if you look at the tea leaves, you can almost see, um, like before they announced Sergeant Slaughter, you knew it was coming because of the uh, bendies. Yeah. Just some of those deals that, that, you know, okay, this is coming next. And so part of me hopes because uh, heels and faces has Brian Pillman. Oh, okay. And so part of me hopes that that gets signed. Yeah. There's a, there's a few out there that ultimately I would like a, uh, a heart foundation collection. <laughs> yeah. So any, any that can be included from there, like, Again, I I would guess that we would see a Davy Boy in a vest, that kind of thing from them. It takes it yeah. away from the time period of the figures, but that's okay with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I uh, I should have known that Bad News would be uh, high on the list for those um, being such a big star uh, in Calgary before he came to WWF. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um. Our uh, last figure to look at is the Rowdy Roddy Piper LJN. Um, did you have the darker boots or the brighter red boots? And uh, what do you think about the figure and uh, star rating for it? Uh, same thing. I don't remember the, the childhood one. I have both now. I prefer the darker boots. They're more the color that he was. And I would assume that the the only reason they went red boots is cost cut rather than have that extra color, just keep it all the same. Sure. Um, I like, I like the figure again, the kind of the smiling face for the heel, but I think it's kind of like a come and get me smile. I don't know the right word there, but kind of cocky maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's kind of that smile to me more than, Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> sure. Yep. So I, I'm not a fan of the t-shirts on the figures, but I think uh -huh. this works. I, you've said before about the ringer tee, which I think that was a easy miss on this figure. Yeah. Um, and to take the kilt off, he's, he's wrestleable with that but again it has the elbow up the fist the, the kind of clothesline low arm so 
as a playable figure, it's, it's excellent. He was a super hot heel. Uh, he's going to be mid fours to probably 4.6 for that one. He's Canadian. So he gets a couple bonus. <laughs> nice. Very <laughs> cool. Excellent. And then, uh, something else I wanted to ask about is, um, uh, you recently were able to, uh, kind of get, uh, lined up with Drew Vensel and Caitlin, and and you uh, you got your wife and her uh, her friend's podcast, uh, uh, Buried Motives, is a commercial that always turns up on Tales from the Estate. Now that's so cool that uh, that you guys made that con- connection. And I was looking, your wife and 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 it's her friend, right? Not a not a sister. They've been doing it for over two years, which is really impressive. Yeah, it's it was a. Uh not a bucket list idea, but it's just a fascination that the both of them have always had. It's, it's a true crime thing. So it's, uh, it's, it doesn't really fit uh, the wrestling genre (laughs) too much, but if you do dig through their stuff, there is a Brian Pillman episode or not a Brian Pillman, sorry, a Chris Benoit episode in there that they covered him on one of their father's day episodes. Um, but yeah, Drew is super nice. He, uh, it was an instant yes. It wasn't even a, because I, I questioned him about uh, it called promo swapping. So they, he would play theirs, and he was instantly like, yeah, and he was willing to do it without even the swap. So, yeah, very cool. Yeah, I, I was looking at it, and it looks like uh, uh, that she's done that they've done together like over a hundred episodes and it's pretty much every week. So, I mean, the dedication and all the work they put into it, um, bravo to, uh, to your wife and her friend on, uh, uh, on that project and for doing it for two years. That's really cool. Yeah. Currently it's an unpaid full-time job. <laughs> yeah. Which, but they're hoping to, to change that from unpaid to making a little bit of money. So hopefully, well, yeah, hopefully it, it gains some traction. I mean, they, they have, I, I couldn't tell you how many listeners, but they get quite a few listens per episode. It's, yeah. They Excellent. Recently, yeah, they recently joined up with a, um, what's it called? The network. They just oh, okay. joined up with a network and... So they kind of promote through other podcasts on their network, that kind of thing. So very yeah. cool. So anybody out there listening to this show, if you uh, are into true crime or you have a uh, loved one or a friend that's into true crime, have them check out Buried Motives. It's on. Uh, it's pretty much wherever you can find podcasts. I'm guessing, but uh, there's plenty of content for them to check out. And uh, Mark's wife and her friend. Um, they go over a different dirtbag serial killer on every episode, and it's uh, it's you know more content out there for people looking to li- listen to something on a drive or doing whatever you want to do. If you want to listen to a true crime pro- podcast, check out Buried Motives. Thank you for the plug. Just a simple add-on. One thing they like to do is keep it clean. Where if you listen to most true crime, it's a curse word every other word, and so they they've made the effort to keep it clean and they get quite a few comments on that actually that that people enjoy that so well nice very good that's great yeah 
and uh, and yeah, and while we're at it, let's uh, we'll shout out Drew and his wife Caitlin on Tales from the Estate. They're uh, um, it's a great show to listen to as well, and uh, very cool that uh, we've got this connection between uh, us and our LJN love, and uh, and also the uh, different podcasts from uh, true crime to wrestling to all that uh, Drew and Caitlin do on their show, Tales from the Estate. So super cool. I'm going to tattle on my wife a little here because it's a funny story. But since I hooked her up with Drew, she's listened to his episodes. Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> but she said, the last one I went to listen to, it was just this guy. And all they were talking about was wrestling figures. So I didn't listen. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Yep. Who, I, said, I wonder oh, who that guy was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's good stuff. You're like, uh, that's, uh, that's Brian. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it was. So, <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. Yeah. I was looking today, uh, if they had had a new episode come out or, or not, or if he, uh, just had the one release with me. And so I'm not sure if, uh, he and Caitlin will have one this week or if we'll wait till next week, but it's, uh, it's one of those shows that I always look forward, forward to as well. So yeah, fun. And, and my my own wife doesn't listen to my podcast, so I wouldn't expect yours to either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yep. pretty sure she listened when I came on with you before. So very it's a, cool. It's a little uh, daunting coming on with all your fancy guests that you get, and, uh, and then you have me. <laughs> oh, not at all, man. No, uh, like I say, I, I truly appreciate. Uh, your help and in uh, learning how to paint these guys and uh, and just all of our similar fandom and uh, and you giving me your time and checking out these figures and also of course that awesome wedding gift which I don't want to uh, say too much about it but that that Roddy Piper that you gave me was really a special gift so I thank you so much for that um, uh, that Jack's classic superstars I'm gonna leave that one in the package and not open them up for sure so really appreciate you for that no problem you earned it (laughs) oh awesome uh also i I forget if i mentioned it or not but those cotton rounds uh to remove the paint from the figures if anybody out there is looking to uh uh, to paint ljns um i really prefer removing as much paint as possible before you start painting them um is have you found that to be the best method also or do you like to paint over the original paint the only time I like to paint over the paint is if it's the same color. So like the Bobby Heenan I did. Yeah. I didn't take I didn't take any of the paint off the pants at all. Yeah. I just left them and painted right over top. But if it's a different color, then I prefer to take as much off as I can. Yeah, so. and those man, those cotton rounds are just so much quicker than the Q tips. So Yeah, what actually a- happened with those is I was doing that Elizabeth and I couldn't get the black from between her fingers. Yeah. And so I don't know why, but they were sitting on my kitchen table when I went in the house. I, I kind of do that stuff in the garage and I just went in the house and on the table were those. And I thought, well, I'll try these, I guess. <laughs> and so I went out there and it was amazing how quick and easy it was with those. So it's, it's such a time saver. So like, yeah, surprisingly different. 
yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you st- I mean, you still got to use the acetone and you know and soak it on there, but man, it works so much better to remove the paint and save so much time. So definitely cool. Well, my friend, I really appreciate you uh, coming on here again and uh, all your help and everything. And uh, love the uh, the ratings. We got a, a low point at two with Andre, a high point with Hulk with five. And uh, we're working through it. I should have, uh, hopefully everybody will have some ratings and I'll be able to present something kind of showing what uh, the consensus picks are for best LJNs. So pretty cool. And uh, I appreciate you taking part in it. No problem. I enjoy it. Like I said, I can't, as a 50-year-old, I can't talk about toys to very many people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, there's uh, there's more of us uh, uh, in this little community than uh, anywhere around me. So, and you're, it's the same up there, I'm sure, for you. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks so much for being on, Mark. And uh, for everybody out there listening, uh, I appreciate you. And thanks again for listening. Thanks for the platform. Thank you, Mark. Take care. Brian, that was a very nice show. Mark did a very good job. Thanks, Andre. I think you did a great job. You talked about a lot of things that nobody talked about yet with the video. See them in a different way. Sure did. You remember to thank him for the cotton rounds. That is good. That is good. Anything I mess up on, or? Well... Jeff Garcia threw for 25,000 yards in the NFL, not 30,000, but uh, no one going to bother looking that up. Probably not. Probably nobody uh, was paying attention to that part. Somebody probably was. Uh, somebody out there. But uh, you know what else we should talk about? What's that? We should tell the fans... What episode, Buried Motives, had uh, Chris Benoit, the wrestler's story? That's a good idea. Um, They can listen to the one with Chris Benoit, and then they can recommend it to other fans of true crime. Um, Which one is it, Andre? So if you want to hear Christy and Melissa from Buried Motives tell the story of Chris Benoit, it is June 15th, 2022, Buried Motives. Go check it out, then you can recommend the show to your friends who like true crime. Sounds like a great idea. Anything else you want to uh, talk about, Andre? Well, just a shout out to uh, Diego. I hope you're doing good in Florida. And uh, Tim in Stockton and... Uh, Oh, uh, everybody else on the show, hope you're all doing well. We like you, we love you, thank you for being a guest. Thank you for your support. Well put. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Take care. Hey, everyone. If you or someone you know is a fan of true crime, like murders and stuff, you should check out the podcast, Buried Motives. Christy and Melissa talk about dirtbag killers, they do their homework, and they try to keep profanity out of the show. So again, if you like true crime, check out Buried Motives 
the podcast. There's even an episode on Chris Benoit. He's from June 15, 2022. Buried Motives with Christy and Melissa. Hey everyone, I just wanted to let you know I'll be on a special edition of 80s Wrestling the Podcast. It happens Thursday, September 28th, so this Thursday, if you're listening to this uh, episode before the 28th of September, it happens at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to the show live at uh, blogtalkradio.com backslash 80s Wrestling the Podcast, and you can also call in. The number is 1-516-595-8295. We'll be discussing LJNs on a special edition of 80s Wrestling the the Podcast. Tommy Fierro will be preparing for, he's got the 25th anniversary show of ISPW on Friday the 29th in Totowa, New Jersey. They've got a uh, heavyweight title match between Richard Holiday and and uh, Danny Morrison, superstar Danny Morrison. You may know him as Danny Doring from ECW. I believe he's putting his career on the line. The following night is 90s Wrestling Con in Rockaway, New Jersey. Uh, several stars going to be at 90s Wrestling Con. So if you're anywhere near New Jersey this weekend, check out the 25th anniversary show of ISPW in Totowa, New Jersey on the 29th, Friday, and on the 30th in Rockaway, New Jersey, 90s Wrestling Con. Uh, but yeah, if you could, if you want to talk about LJNs, any stories you might have on them, uh, give us a call live on the show, 1-516-595-8295. And you can listen live at blogtalkradio.com backslash 80s Wrestling the Podcast. Again, September 28th, Thursday morning, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And thanks for listening to Legendary Wrestling Figures. Take care. One more thing, Brian. What's that, Andre? Congratulations to Scott and Jeff Toon of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. 400 episodes, nearly 8 years, the longest-running episodic Wrestling Figure Podcast. Check it out if you like wrestling figures. You got to listen to Scott and Jeff. I apologize for getting the years wrong the last time I talked about you guys. I underestimated how long you've been doing that podcast. Congratulations on 400 episodes. Congratulations, guys. Thanks so much for uh, all that you do for the community. And, uh, yeah, congratulations on 400 episodes. Amazing. Take care. Ta-ta.